Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another thrilling discussion, hopefully, on all things well-being, another Minecraft discussion. My name is Dr. Kimberly Quinn, and I am here to help people. It's just a pl such a pleasure to help people become the boss of their brain, because thoughts come first and feelings come second, and then action and behavior last. So therefore, by controlling our thinking, we literally change the court can change the course of our lives that that is just the real deal right there so uh today i'd like to have a discussion on how important it is to keep good company because i, I think we sort of know that you know somebody asked us but we don't always just like we you know sort of clean a closet and you know assess you know what we want to keep in the attic and what we want to get rid of or kind of like that and i'm not saying get totally rid of um, but sort of more like layers of an onion, which we're going to get into. Sometimes, you know, there are certain people we, we get, I'm not even talking about extremely toxic, because that's more of a no-brainer. They just really kind of need to go if they're actually, actually toxic, not just challenging. Um, but a lot of times we just keep spending lots of time with people, spending our valuable life minutes, which we can never get back again, on relationships that are more out of obligation. And so that's, that's the part that's like layers of an onion. It doesn't mean we need to completely get rid of somebody. Um, though if they're, if it is obligate, you know, so obligatory and we're not really growing, enjoying, there's no spark. I don't even mean romantic spark. I mean, just, you know, you're excited. You look forward to having tea with them or something like that. If that isn't the case, most of the time, you know, they may need to be, you know, be uh, like demoted to the second or third string. That's really what we're talking about here. And, you know, this is not meant to be in any way to be negative. It's actually positive because we only have so many life minutes in one day to to use, right? It, again, we've talked about this in relation to money because that's the most tangible, you know, something we can try to compare to, even though, even though obviously life minutes are way out of the league of, of money, the point is that there's a limited amount is the point. And, uh, you know, really to spend these as if they were cash. So Richard Carlson, author of uh, the uh, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series, talks about keeping good company also. And he says that most people acknowledge the fact that we are affected positively and negatively by the people we spend the most time around. Kids are affected by their parents and vice versa, and spouses are affected by one another as our siblings. We are also affected by the people we work with and by our friends and neighbors. And then uh, Richard, I feel like I should have lunch with this guy. I really like that. I have a, quite a list of people I'd like to have lunch with, actually. Richard Carlson is on my list. You know who's at the top? It's Oprah. I can't wait to meet her. I also can't meet, wait to meet Brene Brown, and I would have loved to we meet Rain Dot Wayne Dyer. I listened to him on the way into work frequently. Sadly, he's since passed. But uh, and I also would have loved to have lunch with Robin Williams. I just thought I'd throw that out there. One of my all-time favorites. So on my on my list uh, right now, I have Oprah, Brene Brown, and Richard Carlson that I would really like to meet. So anyway, Richard uh, talks about you know there's there's sometimes you don't have control. You know, we're locked into a you know a baby shower or something like that. And we, because we do have obligations in life sometimes, and we're not saying to disregard because we, I don't want to send the wrong message because it is important to go out of our way for people. If we didn't do that, the world would, you know, be a very sad place very quickly. I mean, we, it's important to go out of our way for each other. 
yet there's also balance because we can also waste a lot of valuable life minutes with meaningless obligations. You know, just I even have talks with it with my Minecrafters when they first join a million clubs. And that's a good thing because we want we really want them to get involved. That's how they have the best college experience. Though it's important once you sign up for four million clubs, after you've kind of gotten a taste of each one, to trim the fat, you know, and zoom in on the one or maybe two that really feeds your spirit. That's kind of what we're talking about. So there's obligation and Richard talks about that. He says, there are times, of course, when we have little or no control over who we spend time with at work, for example. And then he says, in these instances, it's often the case that we simply have to make the best of it. The same is sometimes true with certain family members. You spend time with them, not only because you love them, but simply because they're family and you have no acceptable alternative. And this is also more true, obviously, when you're a child, you don't get a lot of say over, you know, that uncle that, 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 you know, keeps squeezing your cheeks endlessly and you're like, ugh, you know, or, um, you know, getting you to answer or, or the aunt, getting you to answer her, her, her goofy knock, knock jokes over and over. And you kind of have to put up with it when you're, you know, you're 10. But the difference is now as a grown up, even a young adult grown up, you may still be locked in a, a little bit, but not like you did when you're 10. And once you're a seasoned grown up, there's this wonderful, thing because we acquire voice and choice which is great and we can go through and clean out relationships obligation type relationships just like a closet or an attic and i don't think people always realize that and the reason is we stay at we often we're not even talking about harmful relationships we're just talking about boring dry white toast relationships that don't feed our spirit don't do anything for us and uh it's just really important to 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 get that these can can go or at least be demoted to second or third string um, because of our very limited life minutes. And Richard goes on to say, he said, there are other times, however, when we have absolute control over who we spend our time with. For example, our friends and people we invite into our home and talk with on the telephone. We have control over this. We have control what emails we respond to. Now, obviously, you can't really ignore your boss. You can ignore a lot of those reply alls. We can we can text less. So just like we've been talking about with the spectrum thing, most things in life are on the spectrum. There's not be in our life, not be in our life. There's the first string, second string, string third string, and bench and then we make the cuts for the toxics because I'm talking about the extremes. We'll get into that, in a, you know, eventually in a different episode. And then Richard basically gets into kind of what, well, um, what I've been, you know, talking about the life minutes for years. He just speaks about it a little differently. It's funny because on campus now at Champlain, when I fact our dean just said something because a student contacted her and he said, "Oh, what a great use of my life minutes," and she said, "I know who you've been talking to because life minutes actually." Uh, I borrowed that from my rooftop friend um, who's in my seven days article. So Richard talks about something similar that we've got a limited, you know, limited amount of life minutes in every day. I mean, that goes without saying. So he says, your time and energy are among your most precious and important assets. Therefore, it's extremely important to make wise and well thought out choices about who you spend your time with. Well said, Richard Carlson, preaching to the choir right there. And then he says, do you spend time with people who are truly nourishing you and your family, parentheses, or do you choose your family, sorry, or do you choose your company more randomly? I really hope not. Because here's the thing. 
when you cut it, you know, it's separated into a very simple or separated in a simple way. There are two ways that we, you know, make our choices all day, either actively or passively. So if we're actively making choices, then we're living deliberately. That means we are sucking the marrow out of life, which is, of course, how I choose to live my life every day in every way. The other alternative is passively. So we make passive choices, passive decisions, you know, not realizing it. We just spend money passively. We, you know, spend time with people passively. Meanwhile, the clock is ticking, kind of like Dorothy in the tower, the Wizard of Oz, you know, and the, the Wicked Witch of the of the West. And, and those life minutes, like an hourglass, just sliding right through our fingertips. When we're, you know, just doing these one unnecessary, we'll say unnecessary obligations because there are some that are necessary. Unnecessary obligations, spending time with the third string, we just don't need to do. And so when Richard asked this answer, he said, do you choose your, do you, do you choose your company, um, you know, basically more deliberately based on how they're nourishing you and they're giving you a lift, helping you be your best self. I'm paraphrasing him right now. Or is it just random? Do you just kind of passively make these choices and land in these situations with the second and third string? And he said, and then he says, if you're honest, you might be surprised by your answer. He says, perhaps you're friends with people without really knowing why or out of laziness, perceived convenience, or simply habit. This is so important because we can, just like any every other way, we can be lazy, right? Not taking out the garbage for several days in a row, um, not mailing letters for several days in a row, um, not responding to whoever, and simply habit. Simply just, we're doing it because we think we should, because we haven't questioned it, and we just keep going and going, and just like any other habit. We just continue to do it because we're on autopilot. And, you know, it really comes down to, you know, sort of questioning, like, do I want to live my life on autopilot? That's a big old no for me. It's important, really, though, to ask ourselves that because we tend to get wrapped up more so with relationships than I think other decisions with the woulda, coulda, shouldas and the, the, you know, um, doing things for reasons that really are not authentic. And then Richard goes on to say, he says, I'm not suggesting that you necessarily break off your friendships and form new ones, nor am I suggesting that all friendships based on tradition, obligation, or past experience are bad or wrong. I'm simply encouraging you to reevaluate and take an honest look at how you feel when you're with someone and shortly thereafter. This is so important because... And I've had this happen through my life, obviously, you know, fabulous 56, when it'd be 57 next month, that again, it's not always deep and terrible. Sometimes it is deep and terrible. Sometimes people start out as a good friend and they went a different direction or whatever, and it is deeper, but sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's really subtle and you just don't have as much in common with people anymore. And it's, they're not, they didn't do anything hurtful. They didn't, you know, whatever, but you're just thinking Oh, I, you know, someday I'm committed to, uh, and like, there goes three hours of my valuable life minutes. And remember that when we choose to change, to spend time with one person or a situation, we're sacrificing something on the other end, right? So we could be like, I'm enjoying this fabulous time in this hotel right now, sitting on in this very nice living area in the suite doing a podcast. And let's say, you know, there was a choice to you know, meet up with a friend down here that I knew from a long time ago, but who I haven't really done a lot in common with. Like, why would I swap that on this lovely, rainy, 
raw day where I'm like in this quiet place, you know, and, and having so much fun. Like, I don't think so. And it's so easy to get locked into that. And then when we, it's important to reevaluate once we did cave in to spending time with this person, again, wasn't an evil demon, but just didn't really do it for us. Making small talk for three hours when you could have been doing something else. Like, how did I feel after that? If you really pay attention to that, you might, and if you really didn't want to, and you were on the third, you were at the third string or the bench of your relationship hierarchy, you might even be feeling a little bit of resentment because I just wasted three hours of my life minutes with someone based on obligation. And, you know, again, we only get so many life minutes. So resentment's a heavy burden. We don't want that, right? We don't want, and there's no justified resentment. We're going to get into that in our next episode. But really, really think about how do I feel after spending time with this person? Now, if it's the opposite of that and you call up a person you haven't seen because I'm down in Boston right now, and I got a lot of friends around here from St. Mike's. I called up somebody I haven't seen in years and loved every minute of spending, you know, a, a spontaneous two-hour lunch, and you're just, you know, it's life-giving and rejuvenating, and you can't wait to tell all your other friends that you spent time with this person. I mean, that's a whole different story. It's important, though, really to look at this. And, you know, Richard goes on to say, he said... Is the person, is this person you spent time with helping you to grow? Is he or she a person you admire and respect? Do you nourish one another? That is a key question right there. Do you have similar, do you share similar values? Also a key question. Do you feel good about the way you've spent your time in person or on the phone? If not, it doesn't mean you can't still be friends, only that you might want to make the decision to spend less time with this person, which will create the time and space to meet new people or to spend more time alone. This is important too. It has me, has me actually thinking of Aaron Doughty's uh, thing with the law of subtraction. He, and he uses the, you know, like the example of if you want to invite newness into your life, whether it's a romantic relationship, new friendships, new job opportunity, travel, whatever. He uses the example of clothes, and he actually shows his very large walk-in closet. I don't know if it's his. Actually, I shouldn't say that a large walk-in closet packed with clothes and he just uses this example because it's a good visual if you want to invite new outfits new wardrobes into your life that isn't going to work if your closet's packed and there's no room for the new clothes well the same is true with people you can't invite new and exciting people who are more you know are sort of along the same vibration as you are because we're all energy sources, right? Walk around having, you know, spiritual energy walking around in different outfits, having a human experience. You know, you're not going to be able to invite people in the same energy field as you are along the same spiritual path if your closet's cluttered with people who are not on, on the same vibrational energy with you. I don't mean to judgmentally, you're just in different places. And But if your closet's packed with other people that are your second, third, and your second and third string in the bench, you're not going to be able to invite any, you know, potentially new recruits for the first string, you know, to be your starting players. It's just, you know, logic, very, very simple logic. So it's so important to like, you know, do like a spring cleaning on your relationships and not, and no one's talking about judging or being cruel and saying anything. You can just sort of gradually, you know, uh, ease out of some of these obligations to salvage some of your life minutes 
to spend with people you would rather spend them with. That's really what we're talking about.